Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. We can do better than that. Give a hand clap of praise unto the Lord. Amen. Stand to your feet and give him a praise that he's worthy of. Bible says, let everything to have breath. That's the only condition you have. If you've got breath in your body, you ought to praise him. He's been good to us. Amen. I don't know about you, but he's been good to me. Amen. We are so glad to, uh, for everyone that is here tonight and uh, to come to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Mark chapter 1. How many of you is ready for the word of the Lord tonight? Amen. I don't know about you, but after a long week, I'm ready for just a refreshing, for just a rejuvenation in my spirit. Amen. We give honor to the pastor. Uh, He's in, because of the Times Conference in Louisiana, sometimes the pastor and just needs to preach too, you know, amen, to get a refueling, a refreshed, uh, to get refreshed in the spirit. And I'm glad that we have conferences like that, that the man of God can go and get a fresh vision and get lifted up. He pours out to us every week, doesn't he? Ministers and councils, and I'm thankful that a man of God that loves, loves people. Mark chapter 1 and starting in verse 1. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea, and they of Jerusalem, and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. And, and John was clothed with camel's hair and with a girdle of skin about his loins, and he did eat locust and wild honey, and preached, saying, There cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I indeed have baptized you with the water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And it came to pass in those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John and Jordan. He said, he preached, saying, There cometh one mightier than I after me, whose latches, whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. How many of you are glad that you've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? You've received a visitation from the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God dwells within us, and we receive what we call the baptism of the Holy Ghost, God dwelling with us. Let's, uh, I want to talk, just teach, a few moments about shattering expectation. Shattering expectation. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you 
for your spirit that dwells with us. God, I pray today, God, that the word would become flesh. God, that we receive a revelation, God, of your word, God, that you might give us life. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. This would be what you would call a prelude to the Christmas story. For a matter of four weeks ago, we've come through Christmas, we've opened presents. And we know Mary was espoused to Joseph. She was going to have a child, not knowing a man. And a baby is born, Jesus, the Savior of the world. And most of us in this room have had an encounter with the Spirit of the living God. And we call that name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. Neither is there salvation in any other. And what I read to you today is talking about John the Baptist. Jesus said there was never a greater prophet than John the Baptist. But I want to turn, if you have your Bibles, and they're going to turn it, uh, put scripture on the screen, I want you to turn to Luke chapter 1. And verse 5, I want to start reading here, and I'm going, I'm going to pull some things out of the Word of God. We're going to talk about shattering expectations. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias, of course of Abi, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord blameless. Now, that's a pretty tall order. And you're walking before the Lord blameless. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren, and they were both now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest office, his lot was to burn incense. When he went into the temple of the Lord and the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense and there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense and when Zacharias saw him he was troubled and fear fell upon him. Verse 13, but the angel said unto him, fear not Zacharias for thy prayers heard and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son and thou shalt call his name John and thou shalt have joy and gladness. Now he went from fear to joy and gladness. Notice this. He went from fear to joy and gladness. And many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and the power of Elias and to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? It's something when your prophecy don't line up with your surroundings. Think about it. Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well stricken in years. And the angel answered and said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto thee, to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not be able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their seasons. Life has a way of dealing unexpected blows. 
if you've lived long enough, you know that people die, loved ones die, things go bad, expectations of jobs, maybe a maybe an increase in wage and well they didn't give you what you expected and life some way has, sometimes have we have expectations brother pastor Nehemiah we have expectations that well I'm going to do I'm going to be real successful and then all of a sudden things happen and then I get fired how many of you know what I'm talking about people hurt your feelings People let you down, disappoint you. How many of you have ever had that happen to you? You've went through disappointments and trials and tribulations. And my Lord, if you've lived long, long enough, as my father would say, there's just a bump in the road. Sometimes it feels like a mountain in the road. But as we go through life, there's, there's hurts and expectations. But we find here, I, I read in the open, opening text that here we find that John the Baptist He's out in the wilderness preaching. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. But I want to backtrack here a little bit. How did it get to this point? And we find here is a man and a woman, Zacharias and Elizabeth. They had no child because Elizabeth was barren and well stricken in years. And here they are. They expected a child. They're well stricken in years. Now, back in the culture, back in the day, it was expected. He's a, he's a priest. He's needing a Zacharias Jr., am I right? To follow into the priesthood, to go in, to burn incense at the time, the time of incense, to go into the temple. And the greatest thing that Zacharias and Elizabeth longed for was a son. Now, here they are. He's well stricken in years. And I, I let me just... I would say that he probably put on his priestly garment and went to the temple as usual just to save face. He put on his garments. He put on his robe. But deep down, there's some maybe depression. Deep down, there's some frustration because he's wanting a son. But life hasn't turned out that way. And he, he, we find him in the temple according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense. And when he, went, when he went into the temple of the Lord, and the Bible says in verse 12, and when Zacharias saw him, the angel, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. He's in the house of God. He's doing what he's always done. And he has an encounter with an angel. Now, I can't knock him because I'd say if an angel appeared, I'd probably be scared too. How about it? But understanding, here he is. Now he's old. He's well stricken in years and has an encounter with the angel. And the angel telling him, he says, But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at thy birth. For he shall be great in... What are you talking about? What do you mean, angel? Don't you know I'm an old man? Don't you know my wife is barren? How can this thing, these things be true? How can these things be, be possible? An expectation of nothing. He went to church like normal, put on his face like normal, put on his priestly robe like normal, and nothing happened. And I sense here today that some of us here in this room, 
we put on our suit and we look good and we put on a masqueraded face, but deep down there's we fought anxiety, we fought things of disappointments in life. And you come to church and you can do all the thing Zacharias was doing as the custom was. He went into church and he just done what the normal thing would be to do. And so many times we come into church and really the truth of the matter, well, that didn't work out the way we wanted and life didn't turn out the way we wanted to. And well, we've had a fight with the wife and we just want to strangle her or the husband and we, you know. And so we find here that we put on a face of, I'm going to praise God and we worship God. But deep down, I'm just coming to church as the custom. And I'm old now and I can't see anything happening. And I have no expectation. I have no expectation. And so we find that, we find here that he's a praying man. The Bible says that the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, that prayer is heard. That prayer is heard. And in fact, in verse 10, there's people outside praying. But we find here he's still coming into church. And the angel says, you're going to have a son. I don't believe this. I don't believe this. And so many times we come to church. We come to church with no expectation. Not expecting God to change anything. Not expecting our situation to change. But I've come here tonight to tell you that come expecting God to shatter our expectations. God's wanting to shatter our expectations. Our expectation is this is just church as normal, that God's not going to answer, that I'm getting too old. And maybe this is addressed more to me because I'm getting older, or maybe this is, this is more I'm preaching to myself, or maybe some of the seniors in the room, that you think that, you know, I've been in church for 30 years, elder. I've been in church for a long time. And God's told me that he's going to use me in this gifting and, and this ministry. But nothing's come to pass yet. And I, I'm a little confused here. Because life hasn't turned out the way that I expected. I planned it on being this way and this way and this way. And I had it all mapped out. And God's taking me down a road that I can't see where I'm going. How many of you know what I'm talking about, Pastor Nehemiah? God's taking me down this road of unexpected, I don't know what. And we come to church as normal with no expectation. No expectation. And we find in verse 18, he said, And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I'm an old man. Here we find he's got all kinds of excuses. I'm an old man. And my wife is well stricken in years. And the angel said unto him, I am Gabriel. You know, Gabriel didn't answer none of his questions. He didn't give him any explanation. Well, I don't understand you're old. He just said, I am Gabriel, and I've come to send message. I've come to bring you a message to say that you're going to have a son. I've just come to bring you glad tidings. It reminds me of Moses. Moses is getting ready to deliver the children of Israel, and he's having a burning bush encounter. Never before like that. He's got a burning bush encounter. And he's like, well, who am I going to say sent me? He says, I am that I am. When God puts his hand in it and the I am steps in your life, it doesn't matter your surroundings. It don't matter the age. It don't matter the demographic. It don't matter where you come from, whether you come from on the wrong side of the track or on this side of the track. When God said he's going to do something, he's going to do something. Amen. 
The angel didn't come to answer his doubt or expectation. God is going to fulfill prophecies despite your surroundings. Don't stagger in the promise. Don't stagger in the promise. Some of us talk too much. You notice the Bible said he's he, he just dumb. God, the angel shut his mouth. We talk ourselves right out of what God wants to do. Isn't that true? I'm human. I, I raise my hand. I'm like, but God, how can this happen? And we talk ourselves right out of what God wants to do because, well, this don't line up and, well, this don't match and why? And the Gabriel just says, I'm just here to give you a message. I'm just here to tell you it's going to happen. It's going to happen. This is the year 2020. Well, we've heard all across the board it's going to be a year of increase. It's going to be a year of vision. It's going to be a year of blessing. God is going to do a great work despite. He's not going to do it the way we think he's going to do it. God's not going to do it because if, 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 we, if we did it the way we wanted to do it, we would take the credit. God's going to get all the credit for this one. Amen? In verse 13, but the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear a son, and thou shalt call his name John. John? We mean John. John? Wait a minute, what happened to Zacharias Jr.? What happened to Zacharias Jr.? You gotta understand, he's gonna have a child. And well, like every father would be proud to name his son after him. In fact, he's gonna go in into the priest, the priesthood. He's gonna offer in, offer incense. But what God do, what God's gonna do, God's gonna put his name on it. It's not gonna be a Zacharias. I want to tell some of you, God's going to do something. He's going to put his name on it. It's going to be a John in your life. It's not going to be a Zacharias, but it's going to be a John in your life. It's going to come where you don't think it's going to come from. Am I talking to anybody today? It's going to be a John in your world. You're going to birth something, a ministry. Something's going to come. It's not going to be the way that you expect it to happen. But there's going to be a John in your world, not a Zacharias. We find he's going to have a son, and that should call his name John. I want the, if the music would, would come. In verse 23, And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived. After his days of ministration was accomplished, he departed into his own house. You got to take this home with you. You got to take this home with you. Let me tell you what the word of God is. The word of God is like seed. And all the preacher does is get up here and he just throws the seed out there. And it falls on good ground. And it falls on stony ground. Not my place to judge whether it's thorns or thistles or what kind of ground it is. All the preacher can do is throw the seed out. It's up to you to take it home. It's up to you to take it home. This has got to be a home thing. And the Bible says, and when his days of ministration was accomplished, he got all he needed at church. He had an encounter with an angel. But then the Bible says he went home. And Elizabeth conceived. If there's going to be a ministry that's going to be conceived, it's got to be conceived at home. It's not conceived in the church house. You get the revelation, God, you're going to do this. Brother John Castle, you opened up. We got to have prayer. 
If you're going to birth a ministry, if you're going to birth whatever God has fulfilled and you've spoken into your spirit, you've got to take it home with you. You've got to have a prayer life at home. My greatest encounters with God is not at the church. It's been at the house. It's been at the house. And when you understand that we get fed here, we sometimes, sometimes preaching, we get it all hyped up and we, we, we need to have good church. But Jesus said he didn't come to give us good church. He come to give us life. You need success in your job. You need success. You need joy on your, at your home. It's at home where the ministry's birth. Elizabeth was conceived, not in church. She was conceived at the house. Intim- intimacy birthed something. If you're going to have children, you've got to be intimate. When you start to become intimate with Jesus Christ, there's things that can be birthed. There's ministries that can be birthed. There's prophecies that can be fulfilled. You've got to take this home with you. We could all stand all over the room. In verse 20, it says this And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not be able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. In their season. My season is not your season. And your season is not my season. That's why Apostle Paul said it's not good to compare yourselves one with another. Because in this season, in your season when you're going to blossom and bloom and things are going to grow in your life, I don't know what that time is, but sometimes we get frustrated in the process waiting on the season. We walk by faith, not by sight. And sometimes our surroundings don't match the prophecies. Sometimes the surroundings don't match what God has put in our spirit. But I'm here to tell someone here today that God's going to give your season. But it's got to be birthed at home. We come to church and we have great services. But we got to have great times with God at home. If ever a now time to reach for God greater than ever before, it's got to be now. It's got to be now. Because the Bible says it's impossible the very elect could be deceived. And I, I don't know about it. It's kind of maybe a little bit of a heavy message. But I want to bring to your awareness, this has got to be birthed at home. Elizabeth conceived at home. And he got a word from the angel, and it didn't happen tomorrow. When the time of his ministration was over, Pastor Nehemiah, then he went home, and then there's nine months, and then the baby came. And sometimes that long nine-month wait period, now I've never had a baby before by any means, Having a baby is not a painful thing. It's just uncomfortable. Right, Sister Tackett? Just uncomfortable at times. And sometimes we get uncomfortable in our... They might have a different word there. How does he know anything about having a pregnancy? But you got to understand something. 
in the time that you're going to birth your ministry, there's got to be travail. There's got to be travail. There's got to be travail. If you're going to birth the ministry and fulfill the, the, the calling, the Bible says make your calling and election sure. If that's going to happen, there's got to be a, a birthing at home. There's got to be a got to be intimate at home you got to be intimate with the father at home am I making sense to anybody shattering expectation Zacharias coming to the temple as custom was he had on his priestly garb all his priestly robe and as custom was he done what he always did not expecting And when the angel appeared to him, fear fell upon him. But the angel says, hey, you're going to go from fear to joy because everything you've been praying for is going to come to pass. Everything you've been praying for is going to come to pass. How many of you are with me tonight believing that everything's going to come to pass? But there's got to be a birthing at home. There's got to be a prayer at home. There's got to be a fasting at home. That's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. Let's gather all around this altar. Let's gather all around this altar and say, God, I want you to shatter my expectations. I want you to shatter my expectations. God, that you're going to do it. That you're going to do it in the season that that you've designed for my life. Oh, come on, somebody. Cry out to him today. Cry out to him today. God wants to shatter your expectations. Oh, we call on you, Lord. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.